Welcome to the Shiny Brightly Show. I'm Howard Brown, author, speaker, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, international peacemaker, and yes, two-time stage four cancer patient survivor and advocate. Each episode will take you from resilience to hope and a whole lot more because Shiny Brightly does make the world a better place. Be prepared to be inspired. Hello, welcome to Shiny Brightly. It's your host, Howard Brown, extraordinaire. We're so excited today. We have amazing guests that really help people. They help people with their lifestyle. They help people shine brightly. That's what we got to keep doing. That's how the world is a better place. So today we have Michelle Sugiyama. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Welcome. How are you doing? Great, Howard. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. You look so refreshed back from vacation. You got all your energy. I'm so excited to have you here. So, Michelle, the reason you're here today is that I have to tell you, I'm going to be the student. I need to learn how to be a mindful eater. Um, Unfortunately, I just graze and grab food and and I like uh, I'm, I'm not really disciplined about this. So I'm going to try to learn some discipline. I'm paying attention really, really strongly today. So um, you're out in California. You are a biker, right? You ride a motorcycle? I do. do. My my strange but true fact that I I learned about Michelle in in the green room. So let me read your bio and then you'll fill in because it's a a little bit long, but I'll I'll highlight the good stuff. So uh, Michelle Sugiyama, you engage, you inspire, you empower individuals uh, and clients, corporate employees to move towards their best self. Oh my God, that's so powerful. Um, You're the founder of Mindful Eating. And you're a mindful eating expert. You're nationally board certified in health and wellness, a coach, a master certified health coach as well. And uh, you're a two-time uh, international best-selling author and speaker. You've been highlighted in numerous employee wellness programs and venues, seminars, uh, as well as culinary, de- culinary demonstrations. You were named the most inspirational health and wellness coach in excellence by uh, the Global Health and Pharma in 2020. Wow, wow. And you got lots of certifications, uh, certification from uh, culinary certification from Le Cordon Bleu and a master's in organic chemistry, which uh, I think that was from your past, from The Ohio State University. Um, And you're a member of the uh, United Research Forum for Scientific uh, Committee. Oh my goodness, and you've done so much, uh, but uh, you really, I think you want to, you know, for the last 18 years, tell me what you've been bridging the gap to. Add on, what did I miss? I hope I hit it strong. <laughs> sure. I've been bridging the gap between knowing you should be healthy and then actually doing it. And that can be fairly hard for a lot of people. They know they should be healthy. They know they should be doing stuff, right? Simple lifestyle changes, but then again, it's so hard. So I try to just bridge it so they can actually do it. And tell me who your passion and inspiration are and why. Yeah. Sure. So I have two inspirations and one of them is my adopted daughter, Michaela. She is now 11 going on 21. And I also have 101, well, she's deceased now, 101 year old grandmother. And uh, her mantra was health is number one. And that is one thing that I try to spread as far and as wide as I can, because it certainly is. We so definitely we'll bless her memory. She's looking down on us on our <laughs> podcast, which is amazing. Oh, those are great inspirations and passions. Thank you for that. So 
I'm, 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 I'm just a little confused here. We go from chemist to a, um, a wellness expert. You got, you got to help me out here. How do you get from, from here to there? That's just uh, a, a, a big detour, but a good detour. Tell me how you got there. Yeah, well, I started out um, thinking I was going to be a chemist, right? I started out on the bench, got my master's, was you know doing lab work for many hours every day, and I um, was really an extrovert. Really. Um, so I wasn't really extremely happy being a chemist. Um, I was in the industry for a decade. Um, I traveled a lot. I met some great people, uh, but it just really wasn't my bliss. It wasn't my passion. I didn't feel like I was actually helping people. Right. So then I just decided it took about two years actually for me to truly quit the job. Um, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go to culinary school because that was one of my passions was to cook. I would, for enjoyment, read culinary books and look at pictures And since I was like in middle school. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this before it's too late. Um, and so I went to culinary school, did an externship in Avignon, France, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And um, then I came back to the States unscathed because it was pretty hard work. And French chefs, you know, they're pretty tough um, and decided I really wanted to help people. So I became a personal chef, focusing on healthy food for families and individuals um, so they can, you know, eat around their own dinner table, have conversations with people that they love. Um, because I just saw too many families going to grocery stores and filling their carts with really very unhealthy food, a lot of frozen food, a lot of processed food. And I really wanted to try to help people that way. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to be able to go and speak at some major corporations. So I would include um, healthy cooking demonstrations as well as you know educational stuff. So I could help individuals and corporate employees. Well, as you know, a little bit about me is that you know, being a two-time cancer uh, you know, survivor patient and, and a healthcare advocate, diet and nutrition is really important, especially for colorectal cancer. Um, it can make all the difference in the world. And um, I, I, I unfortunately, you know, went through the hard route of chemotherapy and surgeries. And um, now coming out of it, I'm, I'm learning to eat um, differently. Um, I, I, for, I'm, it's very difficult for me to digest lettuce and roughage and things. So I have to work around it. Um, but I'm learning. And as I said, that's why I'm going to be the student today. So sure, sure you know, I, I heard the term mindful eating. Mm -hmm. what, 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 how would you define it? What does that mean? Well, the great thing about mindful eating is not a diet. So it is something that we can do where we can enjoy, let's say, perfectly cooked pasta, you know, with wonderful aromas of garlic and fresh basil, or simply enjoy the taste and texture of homemade, let's say, chocolate ice cream or some other treat, um, but where we slow down and we truly appreciate everything about that food but we're also aware about our body, our spirit, our environment, right? So it's just really about awareness. And mindful eating started about the 1980s, but it's based on, you know, Eastern philosophy of mindfulness that's been around for, you know, thousands of years. And it's truly about just being present, being aware in the moment. Can you, can you be mindful eating um, a cheeseburger or a steak? Or is that off, off, the, off the grid? <laughs> no, you can. Absolutely. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, in one of my um, workshops, 
I do a mindful eating and chocolate chocolate um, tasting. And mm. it's much like, uh, you know, like a wine tasting, but we use uh, dark chocolate or you can use milk chocolate. But really, you can be mindful with anything that you are eating, right? Well, you know, it's really interesting that, uh, you know, um, uh, in, in a wine tasting, they actually tell you to look, swirl, and then use your nose. They're trying to incorporate more senses into before you take that step. So that, it, it, I, would that be considered mindfulness? Absolutely. would be considered mindfulness. And actually, when I, when I talk about mindful eating, I say really mindful eating starts before you put anything into your mouth, mm. right? It's really about observing um, like your environment, where you are. Let's say you are at a party, all right? And there's like amazing food in front of you. Let's say it's a buff, buffet style, okay? And first of all, you went there hungry. You didn't eat all day and you went there hungry and you're having a great time. And you are like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to just eat whatever I want because I saved my stomach for that. And then uh, you get up, pick up a plate right away. And then you just go from, you know, table to table. You eat quickly. Um, You don't wait for your brain and your gut to connect, which takes about 20 minutes. And then you get up right away and you get more food. And that's, that's being a challenge eater. What I say, not a mindless eater, just being a challenge eater. But when you're mindful, it's just like, okay, I know I'm going to an event tonight. I know there's going to be some amazing food. So what's the smart thing, right? Hydrate a lot throughout the day. Eat some healthy food, right? You don't have to eat a lot, but eat small amounts of healthy food. Uh, maybe uh, also right before you get to the, to the event. So you're not starving. So all of a sudden you don't like grab for a whole ton of, you know, very unhealthy food. Maybe that's got tons of fat, right? Or tons of sugar. Um, and so it starts even before you get to the event. And, and then you, what I like to do is I like to kind of scan all the tables to see exactly what I'm going to choose before I even pick up a plate. And that way I kind of have a plan, right? It's even about good business. You got to have a plan, right? Yeah. So I have a plan of what I'm going to eat. And then I take, you know, portions that I think are going to satisfy me. I don't take too many. And then I'll eat that kind of slowly, enjoy myself. Be mindful about, you know, the food, the aromas, the textures, but also I'm enjoying the company that I'm with because it's all about. I I really like that because first of all, I I, I heard you hydrate before. I Mm -hmm. really like that because hydration throughout the day is is really important. Um, I I, I tell that to anyone. You don't have to be, uh, you know, in in, uh, bad health or a cancer patient. Hydrating is the key. That's really great. It is really hard. And we'll get to this next question, but it's a discipline because you feel like you go to these buffets, right? Or all you can eat, which is terrible, right? And you just want to get your money's worth, right? You're, you're not thinking. You're thinking with your wallet, like, oh, I paid $19.99 and I got to just keep going up to that buffet and, uh, and eating and eating and eating. So um, I think that you're, you'll, you'll, when I ask this next question, you'll talk about some type of discipline. But um, what are some other reasons? Like, you know, we grab food and we eat even when we're not hungry. Why, why do we do that? Exactly. And there are so many reasons. Um, And really, um, I try to unpack all of the reasons why we do grab food when we're not truly hungry. And one of the, I guess, why I got into mindful eating is because for 15 years on and off, when I was um, in some very stressful times in my life, I was, I actually had an eating disorder. Um, And it lasted for quite a long time. And I really thought to myself at one point that it was going to kill me. 
And I really want to help a lot of people like unpack all of the reasons why they're um, getting hit with these eating triggers. Uh, and you can get hit with an eating trigger uh, all by itself, or you can have multiple eating triggers coming at you at the same time or throughout the whole entire day. Um, and we talked about water before, right? And hydration is actually one of the reasons why we grab food when we're not, we're not hungry. We, we might actually be thirsty. Mm. And thirst can be a trickster. It can say, you know, it can make your brain think that you're hungry. So one of the things that I like to do, one of the tips is actually, is to have people uh, put water right next to their beds, bedside on their bedstand, because that is the first thing that they see when they roll over in the morning. And that is their tip or their visual trigger that says, okay, I need to start hydrating right away. That's a great tip. I, I want to key on something. Um, I've read something recently that um, mostly, mostly young teenage women, not always, it could be college age too. Um, I hope they're not younger than teenage, but they, they're on Instagram and uh, the ability to, everyone looks so polished, right? Because you have these apps that can make you look, you know, like a supermodel. And um, I, I heard that's driving a, a rise in eating disorders, um, binge or, or, or bulimia or other stuff. Um, that, that's frightening. It's just frightening the, the pressure in this digital world that we live in, uh, you know, to be body perfect. And um, I, I just, that goes along with eating, right? So uh, that discipline and that in, in, in your mind and things like that, it's not just stuffing your food and throwing up. It, it comes down to psycho psychology in your head, right? It, it does. It does. And, you know, even before this digital age, I mean, there was a lot of pressure for young women to really have that perfect physique. I mean, in magazines, on television. Um, but yeah, it, there is a lot of, of, of stress and pressure. Um, and stress is probably a very big reason why people grab food when they're not hungry. Frustration, anger, disappointment, loneliness um, throughout COVID, right? There's a, there's a lot of mental um, problems going that it's going on that's probably maybe caused people to eat uh, when they're not hungry a lot more than maybe pre-COVID. I don't know. But um, there was a study done in 2018 by the Mental Health Foundation and the respondents, 46% of, resp of the respondents said that they eat uh, too much or they eat unhealthy food uh, when they're stressed out. So with COVID, it might you know, be a lot more than 46%. Um, so that's another reason why we grab food when we're not truly hungry. And that's well, one we, of the reasons. We were isolated with COVID, right? And um, mm -hmm. we, we kind of were thrown in jail, right? And um, you bought up the stores of toilet paper and food, and maybe they weren't the healthiest foods and snacking. So uh, I used to hear that term, the freshman uh, 15, uh, men and women, but uh, the, the COVID 20, uh, yeah, you, you know, people sat and they were less active um, and restricted on their movements and stuff and exercising. So um what are some of the, you know, you have some, some um, you know, top tips for us uh, that, yeah. uh, that we could take home with uh, after watching? Right. So other than hydrating, um, the top three easiest things that I think you can do when it comes to getting hit with stress, right, is to walk, talk, or relax. So walk, talk, or relax. And mm -hmm. those things are so easy to do just to help us bring you back down, bring us back down, right, and center ourselves. Um, and you don't even have to walk very far. It could be just walking uh, down, up and down your stairs a couple times, walking around your house, walking down the street, right? Talking could be just calling up a great friend and having a nice conversation for just a little while. And then relaxing could be uh, journaling, listening to music that you love. Uh, it could be meditating. If you are a meditator, 
um, or just simply doing deep breathing. And I love to do uh, box breathing. I don't know if you've ever done it before, Howard. I've heard of it, but I'm not sure what it is. So Yeah, it's really simple. All you got to do is breathe in for a certain number of counts. Okay. Let's say you breathe in for four counts, and then you hold for four counts, and then you exhale for four counts. Okay. And then you can do maybe three reps of that. And then you'll just notice, it's just amazing how your stress level just comes down, like your shoulders start to drop from your ears, because you know a lot of times we're, we're like this. Right. And we're all stressed out. We have a lot of stress in our shoulders or our jaw. You can even move your jaw back and forth. I, I, I love it because it, it's, it's real simple stuff that you can do. I, I have a chapter in my upcoming book, Shining Brightly, uh, that uh, talks about finding your happy place. And, and you suggested them. It could be yoga. It, it, it could be music. It could be art. It could be cooking, uh, although cooking and maybe tasting. We'll see. But uh, nature, um, you know, you got to find that spot. For me, it's the basketball court. I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm in the zone and nothing matters out there. I'm out there and uh, playing, playing some hoops. But you got to find that spot. We'll find that happy place for you. Uh, so those are really, really good tips. So um, uh, what, what's coming up for you next? What do you got going on? Oh, thanks for asking. Yes. So I have a six week mindful eating workshop that I do um, for corporate and also individuals. And I'll have um, one session coming up in September, which is probably after when this airs. So that perfect timing. Um, and you can find that workshop on my website, mindful-eating.com or mindful-eating.com. And it'll be under events. Um, wow. And so that workshop is where we unpack all the reasons why we eat when we're not hungry and then tips that you can incorporate into your everyday busy life to help you overcome these triggers, right? And then some also some other things that, you know, will just help to uh, heal your body from a cellular level because really, right, that's what we, that's what we need to do. And it can be small things, small steps, baby steps, but they all add up. Right? Well, mindful eating is uh, going to help help everyone shine brightly. And Michelle, you are shining brightly with us today. I'm so thrilled to have you. Uh, please, again, go to her website at mindfuleating.com. Uh, my website is shiningbrightlyadthe.com with the book coming out and, uh, and the speaking circuit happening. It's, it's just really important. Um, I bring on interesting people like yourself that are experts and can really help us uh, move forward and, and, and keep on shining. And listen, hydrate and grandma's mantra, health is number one. Thanks for being here, Michelle. You're awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Howard. Take care now. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.